Are you recording? I am. That's our new theme song, Larry. What do you think? Oh, this kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. You good? All right, everybody. Welcome back to season two of Fortitude. Happy birthday, Fortitude, Brenton. We are two years old. I know. I can't believe we made it this far. Seriously. (laughs) I didn't know a prenuptial could hold up as well as it did, but uh, clearly yes. signing yes. on with JW has worked out very well for me. Well, Indeed. how about that? He built me a studio. I've stayed with him, but and he's given me all. I've just dealt with him, but he's built me a studio. He's just made all my dreams come true, except for who we are as people. <laughs> so things have changed, as you can see. New studio, still under construction at some level, but new digs, new setup. Everything's new here. We're going to try to spice things up mm. one of the particular things we're going to spice up we have a sponsor britain yes and guess we do. what it's the banking industry yes yes <laughs> so a uh, couple things about our new sponsor we're big fans of, the, of these guys especially the president but captex bank britain do you know these folks i do i uh, know that i see them uh, right there on 7th street the old southwest cattle mm. raisers association building that's They've moved correct. in there uh, and I've known Mike a long time, and he's a good guy, real good guy. Mike he's referring to is Mike Thomas, yep. uh, the president. Uh, one of the few people that is the president of a bank that you can actually call and or text anytime, day or night, and he will actually respond. The reason I know this is because after TCU upset tech, number nine tech the other day, you know, Mike's a tech guy, so I wanted to rub it in a little bit. I texted him late at, late at night just to remind him of what happened. You responded. So I was like, that's really cool. But you know, I have a mental health professional in my life that responds like that as well. And I had to do that because my wife is such a big tech fan. I wasn't sure what was happening at the house. <laughs> that person's our next guest. So yes. just stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, Captex Bank is one of two local community banks in Fort Worth out of 60 different banks to have in this town. But they really are local to the core. Uh, Main Street. They're on Main Street. They're not Wall Street. It's a pretty good little pitch. So yep. people like to buy local correct yes why wouldn't you why wouldn't you bank local Brent? because that seems to be the, the i never right thought of that do. until you brought that up thank you for bringing that up so let's uh, yeah so all you guys out there let's bank local if you can um the, the exec team over there mike included have over 100 years of a, of a local banking experience so give these guys a shot they're our sponsors we love them thank you captex bank thank you so, guys without further ado but we are fortitude fortitudefw.com fortitudefw on social media and uh, we have a special guy here today, Britton, we need to get to. Before I get to him, you know who the Cowboys are, right? Yeah, they're, they've, got a, um, they've got a gathering every you know, January, February around here that they do with all those Cowboys, right? Something like that, yes. Or not. But <laughs> I was kidding you, Larry. I was saying the stock show and rodeo. Come on, Larry. Oh, okay. I'm a little, little slow here. Yeah. The gentleman you see between yeah. us, yeah. number 63 in your hearts for the Dallas Cowboys, he's ranked the 42nd greatest Dallas Cowboy of all time. Mr. Larry Cole. I gave you the super applause, Larry. There that, you go. That, that applause yeah. is like the soccer applause. Yeah. Thanks the man, for being here. The yeah. legend from Clarksville, Minnesota. Clark Field. Clark Field. Minnesota. That is bad typing on my part. <laughs> Our crack research team has started it off again. All right. So copy All right. and pasted from Wikipedia. You might contact Wikipedia after this, Larry. <laughs> yeah. Clark Field. They Minnesota. got a lot of stuff wrong on Wikipedia about me. But oh, good. We've used that as the basis for our it. questions. Yes. So yes. we'll just yes. correct, be corrected all day Welcome here. Welcome to the show, Larry. We're honored yeah. to have you in our presence. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank Those you. that know the Cowboys know you well. You're a wonderfully humble, nice guy. We're mm. grateful to have you in our studio. Thank you very much. Well, glad to be here. 
So Thanks, this man. guy, Britton, just getting his, into his bio, he went to Granite Falls High School. That part I know is correct because I've read the book. Uh, went on to a couple of schools, but Air Force uh, had an incident there. A cribbing scandal. We don't even know what a cribbing scandal is. Could you enlighten us, please? Well, speaking of Wikipedia, there's a line that's a reference to a 1965 cribbing scandal, which I had nothing to do with. I, that was uh, classes, uh, you know, two years before I left, and uh, that was a you know a real scandal where guys were go- breaking into the professor's offices and getting tests and selling them. Oh, really? Is that and, wrong? Yeah. Why do they get the name? Cri- so what I thought that was, yeah. was when they put the bar of soap in the sock and beat you up in your bunk, right? <laughs> That's what I, I, did that happen to you? Well, I just a crib, you know, maybe in a crib, like for my older brother, but I don't know what that, you know, <laughs> that, that, mean, that name means with, with cribbing. But anyway, I finally got recruited by Utah and Wyoming and Colorado. And I went to the university of Houston for a meeting and we, uh, they took me to the Astrodome, uh-huh. the new Astrodome back oh, yeah. in 1967. It's a and, good selling point. Yes. Oh yeah. Fed me drinks and you know, <laughs> everything party, you know, yeah. went out with the guys and anyway, so they were going to give me a two year scholarship for one year plan. And I ended up going there. Okay. And that was, uh, you know, so it was a, uh, you know, late July 67. I went there and after being a starter, I was now, they knew I wouldn't play. So I was relegated to being like a redshirt freshman and God, that was, you know, yeah. I mean, I would take on the entire offensive line, me and this other backup. So I'd take this one and this one, and this one, and they'd all, you know, get fresh and, you know, fresh meat in front of me. And it's like, gee, this is really fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I finally uh, got a call from Hawaii and, you know, my good friend, Ralph Casperi said oh it's great out here we're having a ball and i said that's great but i'm doing fine you know and i was doing i'm fine because i i was proving myself there and then the next weekend guys were going out and i was in my room and i was supposed to meet him later and he called and he just caught me vulnerable and i said oh yeah god i miss you guys so i got in up in my car and drove two thousand miles to san francisco shipped my car to honolulu and uh uh, and they did so, and they had you know very poor equipment yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah, uh, I played the first game in tennis shoes because they didn't have a shoe oh, big wow. enough for me. Wow! And the, the second game I started. What size shoe do you wear? Uh, fourteen. Yeah, I didn't, you know, actually right now fifteen, but the time was fourteen. Yeah, and then um, you're still growing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know the feet grow, but the you know I'm inch and a half shorter. <laughs> but anyway, so the. We did that, and then the third, you know, third week I was named co-captain, and we went on to have a, a winning season. Uh, we didn't quite win the last game. It was in you know one of those last-second games, the way the, you know. Yeah. So many of the games go these mm-hmm. days. You learned to surf there. Uh body surf. Yeah. But uh, I'll bet yeah. you could ride some big waves with that with that well, body at, of yours. And at Makapu Beach. Is, oh yeah. You know that's where to to do the body surfing, but. As far as the other stuff, no, I, I was never good in the water. I like that body surfing too. I had these hand planes, you know, like little surfboard yeah. that they, it's a big seventies thing. I let somebody here on the podcast borrow some to go to Florida yeah. and he returned and he didn't have those well, with him. Larry, why did you do that? Yeah. Come on. Why did I do what? <laughs> why did you take his hand planes? <laughs> you well, go, you want to go ahead and tell him what the pedal steel while, while we're still go, go ahead. 
Next question, so please. Larry, oh, so Hawaii, so I transitioned into you being drafted. Yes. Uh, this was this is where the all the legendary stuff comes. But you're drafted 16th round by the Cowboys. Uh, it a pretty awesome time to be drafted by the Cowboys. You weren't actually expecting to be drafted, really, but you thought maybe if it goes, you would. If it if you didn't get drafted, you go off and start a real career, right? Yeah. Well, what happened is we got through the season. We we lost to Utah in the last second, and that was you know, and that I just kind of uh, that's it. And I, you know, I just said, uh, the way I, and then I played in the hula bowl and the way I played in the hula bowl, I said, I think I gave up all chances to make the NFL because, uh, Larry Zonka was on the other team and he dragged all of us for about 10 yards. You know, of course we couldn't blitz and, you know, have a normal defense. So Ron Yeri, my teammate and good friend Blaine Nye and I were the tackles and they didn't do much better. And they ended up being offensive garden tackle oh really yeah Jeez. yeah anyway the cowboys the cowboys call finally you find out you call and then yeah. you're you're in you're in texas now yeah well it, i mean i made a decision uh you know you know first off i you know i watched the uh the you know the nfc or nfl championship game between green bay and dallas yeah and it was 100 degrees warmer there you know than in in green bay and uh Anyway, I jumped up because I was I grew up as a Packer fan, yeah, not, not a Vikings fan, and uh, so anyway, that happened, and then uh, Cowboys had called and said, uh, "Was anybody else interested?" And I said, "Well, the the Chargers and the, the Rams had inquired a little bit, but you know, none of them talked to me." Yeah. So anyway, Gil Brandt, you know, he just kind of left it, and I, in my mind, I said, "If I don't get drafted, I am not going to go as a free agent." And, uh, and I had, uh, the Winnipeg blue Bombers send me a contract for 10,500 and Cowboys contract was 15,000 with 2000 to sign. And since I didn't have a job in Hawaii at the time, uh, I took the 2000 so I could pay off my bank loan for the car. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I uh, had to borrow gets the car to, you know, finish college that spring. And, uh, anyway, uh, but that was kind of. It and my my good friend Mike Rangel, uh, he got uh, he signed a fraction with the uh, Orleans Saints, and uh, so he didn't make the team, but he was on a you know the one of those uh, minor league teams, Orange mm-hmm. County something rather than you know that uh, played there. But the next year he did make the team. But anyway, he he did the cooking. I I bought the meat. You know he kind of disciplined me to you know get ready to play, and then I went home. After the end of that semester, went to my you know family home and yeah. get my feet back on the ground because when you're in Hawaii, there's a lot of temptations. I don't know if you knew that. Really? <laughs> Did you get uh, island fever living in Hawaii? I yeah. do hear people about. Like, yeah, you really that. do. I mean, I I really like the. I mean, it was such a you know nice. You know, the people are very nice. It's laid back. It's a different lifestyle, and but we had two away games mm-hmm. and. Uh, one around San Francisco and, and one around San Diego, and that was really great to get off the island. You yeah, just, you know, you drive. I mean, you can drive around the whole island two and a half hours. Sure, and, and that gets you. you it know, gets real like, small real fast, yeah, huh? It yeah. does, and and you know, I'm you know, I'm from a rural area in Minnesota, and you know, I like big open spaces. But God, yeah. we got back, you know, leaving Hawaii and start driving, you know, through Nevada and you know all the, <laughs> these yep. open spaces. It was just great. To, back on the mainland 
That's so, good. So not only did you get drafted by the Cowboys, you end up playing, you're one of the first three decade members of the Cowboys from 1968 to 1980. Right. Uh, 176 games played, 130 started, uh, I believe 14 as a rookie, correct? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I started the fourth game and I think we had... That's what, your, that's what your book told me later. So okay. Sure. All right. Well, then I, it's been researched because okay. <laughs> my, my mother kept a scrapbook. And so whatever I said there, that, was, that would be and right. So that's, and that's yeah. just scratching the surface. You played in five Super Bowls for the Cowboys, two of them victorious. Right. Uh, you're part of the Doomsday defense, number one and number two. And that's what I wanted to start there. Yeah. That Doomsday defense, one or two. And you, you tell us which one we could talk about with you, but. What, is, what does that feel like to be called part of the greatest defense to ever play the game? Well, it means a lot. Uh, and when I get back and you know, reflect on it, uh, and we did it the hard way mm-hmm. with uh, winning that first one. And this year's Cowboy team reminds me a whole lot of my rookie year. <laughs> I mean, we beat, beat the crap out of the poor teams. And then when we got, you know, just someone that was good, like Cleveland or Baltimore or something like Pittsburgh at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would lose those games. And uh, so anyway, the, you know, the next year we got blown away again. And so there was a, you know, they, they wrote the book next year's champions, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, I mean, I had a uh, egg thrown at my front door that I was going back to finish college in Minnesota. So I got up and left town, didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. And, uh, but it was tough. And then we had that, you know, the famous, what is it, 38 to nothing, lost to St. Louis in 70. But after that, it was like Landry backed off on, you know, hard sell thing, wanted the players to have more input. Uh, it was just a determination that, damn it, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And, and, and I was a big part of that. I mean, I even, you know, had a, had a son born and then nine, Days later, because we had lost the previous game, uh, old Ernie Stottner, uh, you know, was doing a drill, and I ended up breaking my arm. <laughs> and, the, you know, you talk about medical, so they go in, and, you know, Ernie didn't want anybody, you know, go there, and, you know, this was hurting. And then, you know, they taped on a little thing, and then I, and then I really broke it, <laughs> broken in half after oh, I went really? back out there. Jeez. So I was out for four four weeks, but I got back on the field enough time for the playoffs. You think that's what changed you is you got the birth of a kid and then yeah. you, you got that four weeks away and you probably say to yourself, Hey, this is serious. You know, because yeah. you probably changed like the rest yeah. of the team, but something yeah. changed in you probably too. Yeah. Well, it was like, uh, <sighs> I give Leroy Jordan a whole lot of, uh, you know, help for this. It was like, you know, forget, you know, we're kind of brought up, just do what the coaches say and we'll be all right. Yeah. Well, not really. You have to take personal responsibility for your, and keep your teammates, you know, accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's what we started doing. And then we got to our playoffs again. And it's like, okay, we lost the last two, you know, and just got blown away by Cleveland. This time was different. And we played Detroit. and. The game was going down, you know, to the end where if, if they just had one drive, they would beat us. Yeah. I think, you know, we were ahead in, you know, three to nothing. And then George and Bob and I, you know, got 
you know, got a, got a, got a safety. We got the ball back and, you know, it was still down the end. Mel Renfro made some great plays. And uh, so that was, you know, those were different plays that you made. And then the next week you played San Francisco for the championship. And I, uh, I, I blocked uh, Brody's pass, you know, and just tipped it. So Leroy got a interception on the eight yard line. We took it in to score. Now, you know, you know, I can, you know, being critical of the Cowboys, I think they got all the ingredients, but it just drives me nuts is that, you know, they get this big sack. They're all mm. excited. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Look at me. And then I jump offside the next play, mm-hmm. you know, that, that doesn't work. You know, make <laughs> each other accountable. I, I've been, uh, you know, Micah Parsons, I, man, I think he's going to be the next Ray Lewis because in fact, I saw a TV last night. Drew Drew Pearson was doing some promotion with him and some you know fight or something like that. But he said, you know, Drew said he gets it. Yeah. Well, Drew got it. You know, he's mm-hmm. you know, you know that you got to make plays. It is in the NFL. You know, I had a lot of turnovers, and and I remember there was a quote from Landry. It's like, well, you know, it's really you know, I got two, first two touchdowns in rookie year and all that kind of stuff, and. Is that just luck? And he said, no, not necessarily, because momentum changes in the NFL are mm-hmm. more important than they are in, say, college football. Yeah. I feel I feel like you have an opinion on the current state of the Cowboys. We'll get into that in a second. Yeah, but let me ask something real quick, because yeah. it's almost like you can remember such specific points. I mean, can you almost remember what you say to those guys during those times in the huddle to make them accountable? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, what are you doing? We, we have a theme. Keep them out of the zone. And, and actually, before the playoffs, we were played Cleveland again, and it was muddy again. Oh, you we, played on grass then? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Know. Well, you know, Cleveland <laughs> Stadium was always mud. Yeah. And then it rained like hell in Dallas the next year when we had the home game, and we, and we lost. And this time it was mud again. But players like Dave Edwards, mm-hmm. you know, another guy, you know, kind of in that, you know, second-tier category, he made a key, key in interception. And, you know, Leroy made, the, you know, it's different guys that made different plays. Yeah. That were, in, George Andre, you know, got an interception, you know, on the game just before going, you know, to Super Bowl to beat Miami. I mean, it's like, these are the things, you know, you rely on your star guys, mm-hmm. but if they're covering the star guys, you know, other people need to step up and make the play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine you're wondering who these all these names are. I just can't imagine you know all these names. <laughs> I have them all under this Cap-Tex hat that <laughs> yes. I'm wearing. That is a lovely you hat you're wearing. We have this new yes. studio, Larry, and yeah. the lights are so bright that somebody yeah. who is follically challenged like myself has uh, to wear our sponsor's uh, hat. I got you. Yeah. Uh, you don't suffer from that ailment, I don't see. You have a, still have some blonde <laughs> yeah. locks. Yeah. you got that Nick Nolte look going. I like that, Larry. I know, and I... My brother and my dad, they lost their hair when they were like in their 50s. And it's like, for the life of me, I don't know why I still are they have as big, Are they as big as you are? Uh, my brother is. Yeah. Uh, my dad was shorter, about 6'1". Okay. Yeah. Still, that's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. for those days. Yeah. But I've got a, you know, I've got a cousin. I got 27 Norwegian cousins on one side, plus three siblings. Wow. And uh, one of my cousins is 85 years old and he's 6'6". Wow. Yeah. Well, before we get off topic too much, you brought it up twice now. There's a couple really th- things you're known for during your career, but you brought them up twice. Tom Landry. I know, I know Brenton knows Tom Landry. 
for us who don't know what that was like, can you explain in the simplest way what, what it's like to, be, to play for a guy like Tom Landry? Well, you know, it's, it's amazing, you know, how people over time, like Dwayne Thomas and Tom Henderson, you know, that were just, you know, you know, really, uh, you know, were, you know, going through things themselves and, yeah. and how Tom Lander, always gracious, always a Christian, you know, you know, went back and, you know, help, tried to help them out, you know, the best they can. And, uh, he's that, you know, he's that type of guy that you want in charge, steady, steady leadership. He was not a rah-rah guy, mm-hmm. but I don't like rah-rah guys, uh, to do it all on emotion. You got to do it on preparation in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And George Allen, yeah, he was a good coach, but you know he'd get all these veterans and <laughs> by about the, you know, December he's got them all worn out. So when they hit the playoffs, you know, they yeah. were you know they were kind of shot. But you know he he got through that one year that you know beat us, and that's probably, you know, this was in, uh, you know, uh, seventy two, just after Roger you know made that mm-hmm. great comeback in San Francisco and. But, you know, after, other than that, that was about the end of his real coaching Is, is there a reason you're looking right at me when you talk about this preparation thing, Larry, as if uh, I don't prepare enough? Is that you might feel happening? sorry for you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'll leave that to your shrink. <laughs> Larry, um, I really want to get more of uh, the Tom Landry stuff, but one of the funny things, he just triggered a memory, but <laughs> they called you Bubba. What? Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Well, Dave Edwards was the one that always assigned the names to everybody. And uh, uh, <laughs> everybody had to have a name, you know. Uh, uh, I, I forget all the names right now, okay? But everybody had a nickname, and, yeah. and Dave Edwards was the one that gave it to it. But it was like, you know, Bubba, and it was kind of like, you know. <laughs> but then when it got to Randy White as a teammate, you know, seven years later, Bubber Frank. Oh, he liked that. You know, if, yeah. you know, Texas, mm-hmm. you got to have a yeah. names, you know, yeah. Joe Don Looney and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> you don't know who that is, do you? No clue. No. I'll tell you after the <laughs> show. But I like nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. But safe to say you love Coach Landry. Yes. Like a, uh, like a dad. Well, the, the thing about him, I, I, I trusted his judgment. Uh, you know, he, you know, he got on me, you know, a number of times for things that, uh, you know, it wasn't my mistake, but, you know, and he was a military guy and I, you know, respected that guy came yeah. from, you know, the same background. You understand chain of command and that type of thing. And I, you know, yielded, you know, to him and it's like, you know, whatever you think coach and whatever. But, uh, if you gave him two weeks to do a game plan, you know, uh, he could, you know, beat anybody. Really? Yeah. And it's, I mean, say beat anybody it was like that extra preparation time gave him so much more than the weekly deal right but i you know it, it just uh it was just go smart thinking you know his his hero was paul brown the clean browns and uh and i played you know one game where both on the sidelines it was uh paul brown in a fedora mm-hmm. and suit and tom landry <laughs> there wasn't any yeah. other, mm-hmm. you know, of that happening on the field, uh, you know, with the other opponents. Any favorite things that Coach Landry ever said to you personally? Uh, oh, well, 
you know, in the book, he, you know, what he said when I retired was, uh, let you look that up. But it was, you know, just said if, if you know, if he had uh, 45 more like me, he'd never retire. And I, you know, I really appreciated that comment. Friends told me that daily for two years now. So. <laughs> well, speaking of J-Dub, can you talk about the Zero Club? Have we spoken about that yet? No, I guess okay. not. No, but that's a great topic. <laughs> because one of us here uh, wishes they were members of that club. Yeah. And you're about to tell yeah. us why. One of us, maybe not. So. Yeah. Well, it all kind of started when we went to our first Super Bowl, our second Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And uh, they had press day. And, uh, you know, you know, you meet on the football field and, you know, national press from all over is, you know, looking you up and talking to you and they're talking to this guy and this guy. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we're seeing, my God, they're talking to the specialty teams guys too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they were more, you know, probably, you know, engaged them so that they could get a little press. And then we're looking around and then Lane and I and, and Pat Toomey and I were just sitting there looking at each other. Well, anybody want to no, talk to me. So that's kind of how it all got started. And then, you know, there were many, uh, you know, talks on it, uh, you know, from training camp, uh, you know, it was just, it's boring yeah. <laughs> if you're, uh, you know, to stay in the dorm and, and if you didn't feel like going out and partying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting in the dorm and the, you know, the, you know, the uh, rookie kids are out, you know, partying and you're sitting there and finally <laughs> we got a ride from a rookie to go down to the local bar to at least have some, you know, social life. And mm-hmm. anyway, that was just, that was a phase, uh, for, you know, two, three years. And then, you know, Blaine retired and then, uh, and, uh, and Blaine was my roommate for like, but uh, seven years, but then mm-hmm. <laughs> Dee Lewis was my roommate. And the only thing him and Blaine had in common is that they, they both dipped snuff, which I hated because my dad did that for 50 years yeah. and it'd blow in my face sometimes from the front <laughs> window to the back window. Larry, this is a children's show too. We can't yeah. talk about. Uh, uh, did they ever uh, kick over the spit cup, Larry, in the oh, rooms yeah, and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And, <laughs> but you know, Dee, you know, he was, you know, of course, he was a big Willie Nelson fan. And, okay. You know, I mean, you know, my heroes have always been Cowboys. Oh, yeah. You know, he yeah. loved that. But he also, I mean, he he had, uh, you know, some other artists that uh, were pretty good. So, I, you know, I kind of cut on that, but he couldn't sit still. And so right. I went with him a number of times out and, you know, just some people can just be busy doing nothing. Right, right. You know, I usually can't, but <laughs> it, For sure. it helps to have a For friend sure. that is. The unofficial motto of Zero Club was thou shalt not publicize. Yeah. And, and or thou t- shalt not seek publicity. Excuse me. Yeah. And, In the world of social media, that doesn't probably work these days, right? Uh, until you retire after you're 75 years old. Right. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yes. Yeah. Touche. Yeah. Yes. Yes. A um, couple of your plays we need to, we need to, we need to mention. Things you're known for uh, early on your rookie year, you had three pick sixes back mm. to back to back against the Redskins. Right, magically it was against your big rival, the Redskins. Then famously, eleven years pass, uh, you had another one of number four. So defensive tackle Brenton, four pick sixes is really unusual, and all against the same team, which is even more magical. So that's a really special thing. Uh, I can't imagine what it must feel like to do that, especially against the hated Redskins. Well, it was. Yeah, I mean, you know, did the first two and, you know, I mean, the first one, 
you know, it was, you know, Jethro, you know, Pugh and Bob Lowley that forced the, <laughs> forced the quarterback and I was getting blocked on the play and I was so close to the line of scrimmage, the ball pops up and it's in my hands. I was like, well, you know, I played basketball and that, yeah. that helps. Oh yeah. I mean, Jethro had all kinds of opportunities, but <laughs> they get that stick them back then. Mm-hmm. They have stick them then. Yeah, but we didn't use stick them, but you got big hands and you know, it's looking in the ball and yeah. you know, if it's there, you know, take it. Yeah. And so I just, you know, walked in, but the next one actually was a picked up fumble that George Andre caused the uh, Sonny Jurgensen to fall fumble. And then I ran that in. Okay. And the third one was a blitz and I faded to the left uh, for my coverage and, you know, I intercepted the ball and took that in 41 yards. And then after that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot, but when I did that last one, it was my final year and, yeah. I, and I knew, I didn't tell anybody, but I knew this would be my final year, but you know, I got there and quick thing is, you know, move quick, you know, cause I, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't that fast. And so you hurry up with the, you know, the element of surprise and get in the end zone yeah. you know, before they can react to it. But early in the year, you know, two Jones was, uh, you know, he wanted me to hand him the ball and it would have been a forward lateral. And it's like, no. And I could have probably had another one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so this time when I got to the end zone, the first one I looked for was too tall. And then I sidestepped him so I could spike the ball. Cause I, you know, I wanted to actually spike the ball. I never did that in my career. And, uh, the left-handed spike. Yes, yes, exactly. And the crowd loved it. Oh, that's great. Brent, that's can you, great. Can you imagine why they called him too tall Jones? Mm-mm. Just a little quiz on the show. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, another one of your big big plays, you knocked out Terry Bradshaw on his famous pass to Lynn Swan. There's a great video, great picture of that. Uh, obviously, yeah. he did this. The the, the uh, Steelers get ahead. Uh, they're led by 11, I think, and they, the Cowboys come back to win because Bradshaw was out of the game at that point because of Larry. Uh, that's a really famous thing you did, a wonderful thing. Do you, what, what are your thoughts on that briefly? Well, it was, um, you know, we had a safety blitz on it. And- you know, Cliff Harris got there, but you know, he got tripped up. And so he had, he went up low to Terry and then I, you know, came in and, uh, you know, it's, you know, it is my, my job was not to rush the pasture. It was first to, you know, to take the block and let him through and then come. So, you know, it was going to yeah. be delayed and Terry was taking, you know, quite a bit of time to throw that ball, you know, waiting for his receiver to get open. And, you know, I hit him, you know, just, simultaneously, you know, at the time they got the ball off and he threw a perfect pass to Lynn Swan. And if he had not completed that pass, you know, Terry Hanrady was the back of quarter, a great mm-hmm. college player in Notre Dame. But we really felt if we got him in the game, you know, we could uh, pull this thing out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things it wasn't to be. And <laughs> all we can say is we won the most games of anybody in the 70s, but the Steelers won four Super Bowls. And right, won right. Two. Sure. By sure. the way, these are my rings. Oh, yeah, those are cool. <laughs> Which ones are you wearing there? Your two victories? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, the Super Bowl six and 12. Those are beautiful, Larry. Yeah. yeah you wear them all the time like that? No, no, no. Do you wear them uh, body surfing in Hawaii? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. This one actually got stolen. Uh, we got robbed at our house uh, back in like 76. And... It went all the way to San Francisco. Really? And it came back without the diamonds in them and because they had sold them. Yeah. But the Euless Police Department, you know, worked the case and recovered that. Oh, wow. And, you know, and the diamonds, too? 
Or no, 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 they never got no they never got those back. So I had a friend of mine, you know, put the diamonds back in. I was going to yeah. suggest it's Jay Fitzgerald, our camera guy, because he's a huge Cowboys guy. Yeah. Don't let him hold that before you leave, by the way. You <laughs> might lose it again. He's <laughs> sticky yeah. hands. But anyway, it was like, that's almost symbolic, because we had to do it the hard way to win the game. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you know, muffled and whatever, but, you know, put it back together again. It mm-hmm. still is my Super Bowl ring. I Rather than get a replacement, this means a whole lot more. Yeah. And as I, you asked that question, uh, we this the seventy you know one seventy two team, and even the seventy team at the end there, that was the best team I played on, but the most talented team I played on was the uh, seventy seven you know, season. Absolutely, with yeah. Randy and Harvey, and you know, too tall and and Jethro. I mean, it was just that is an we all star lineup. Sure. Yeah. I know. Even I, mean, I know those guys' names. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had depth, you know, because of that. And so mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, you're talking about Landry. You know, so they're trying to make Randy White a linebacker. You know, so, oh, he could be Buckus, you know. Yeah. And then then they put him outside, but we were playing the, the you know, the you know the flex 4-3 defense. And Randy would have been good on a 3, you know, 3-2 where, you know, he could be the, you know, the uh, – you know the the end, uh, you know the whatever you call it, the edge rusher. Yep. But but you know middle linebacker wasn't his deal. You know he just you know he's a more of a you know just line up and play. So they tried, you know all uh, preseason. And then Landry comes out and says, "Okay, well uh, we're going to move Randy to right tackle and start him." Uh, it was like. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I, I went all through training camp and in one week, you know, he's playing that. And, uh, but I, you know, I really, you know, like Randy and, and we were, you know, good friends on the team teammates. So anyway, what did he do? He went on and, and made the uh, pro bowl and it was co MVP in the super bowl. <laughs> so Gee. that was a pretty good move. By yeah, Tom for sure. And that was the thing, you know, trust his judgment. And, it really helped me actually uh, to kind of refresh my body from getting worn down, you know, playing mostly all the time. Yeah. And uh, so after 77, I felt pretty sure I'd retire because that was it, but I just couldn't retire. I, I mean, I was, you know, feeling so much better with my body. And so I, I went back and, and did uh, four more years. Outstanding. Great. Well, you played with guys by the names of Bob Lilly, TCU guy. We've met yeah. Bob Lilly several times. Uh, Randy White, Billy, Bill Gregory, you mentioned Rogers Staubach, uh, Harvey Martin, Leroy Jordan, just to name a few. I know there's a long list, but that in itself is extraordinary because you are being mentioned with some of the greats of all times. Um, I, and this this conversation about your Cowboys experience could go on for hours. We don't have hours, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about your book here in a second. But you wrote a book here recently about your entire experience, which everybody should read. I've read it; it's fantastic. One of the things we got to mention a few t- things that after football. You were a real estate developer for 48 years, correct? Yes. You're, are you retired at this point? Yes. Yeah. To, do, to, to become an author, right? <laughs> I didn't think I'd become an author. Oh, what, what happened? I, I did a lot of real estate development and then custom home building. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then really the last seven, eight years, I really retired when I was 68, but I just couldn't handle it. And then I went back to... Uh, remodeling Baptist churches at different little cities. And then I built a new church and, you know, a new office building. But through the pandemic, I did my last building in Dallas. And I mean, it was such a bureaucratic mess. Yeah. Successful career doing. though. Oh yeah. Safe to say. 
Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did a lot. Uh, developed a lot of neighborhoods in uh, South Lake and Collierville. I moved to Bedford in 1971. Okay. So, you know, I've been a Tarrant County guy for, for years. But it was, uh, uh, anyway, I, I just, you know, had time. And then I just thought back and it's like, well, my mom, my uh, mother, mother, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> We call our wives mom sometimes. Yeah, I know. You know, she, well, she's uh, my wife of 52 years. And uh, anyway, she was trying to get me to write a book, and I didn't have time. But all of a sudden, I did have time. And then I, I started thinking about it. And I use the word, I marvel at all the things I did with my mm-hmm. life. I wanted to do everything and curious about everything and did it. And, you know, and these were the ups and downs of it. But, I, you know, I covered my childhood of exactly you know, who would have thought, yeah. who would have thought this type of thing, who could mm-hmm. do this type of yep. thing, especially my first year where all those good things right. that happened to me, you know, right. including, you know, uh, finding a, a bride, you know. Sure, sure. Well, the few minutes we have left, Larry, you filed a, you joined a joint concussion lawsuit against the NFL in 2012. You do not suffer from any, any CTE type uh, issues, correct? Right. Yeah, I took the tests uh, on it about three, four years ago, and I don't have the problem, but we had a meeting at SMU, and, uh, you know, they had brought out speakers, and, you know, a lot of our teammates, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, were having it, and we just felt, you know, those of us uh, that weren't affected that, you know, we would join the lawsuit because this was important. Uh, the uh, the care and the understanding in those days was not very good. Mm-hmm. And and it isn't all their fault, but, you know, it was like, you know, you get the smelling salts, you know, you know, you know, can you, how many fingers do you see? And then, you know, you'd say one and it's like, okay, that's good enough. To go back in there, nice. You know? Nice. But you, you know, you went to the bench and, you know, you went right back in and uh, I mean, it's fortunate for, you know, Roger Staubach to not have any effects when, you know, he got, you know, yeah, hit right. them at that play right there. And, you know, Troy Aikman took a beating too. No doubt. Uh, well, I saw in the book, one of the things that interested me, caught my interest was you and your favorite restaurants is Edelweiss. Oh yeah. That's, that's Absolutely. hilarious and great. That's still open? No. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry it is, but it, Burns not there Burn, anymore. Were you friends oh, yeah. with Burns? Burns Schneerzinger. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He catered my first uh, development, you know, barbecue, a grand opening at Terra Plantation, which is mm-hmm. in the book. Oh, very good. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, my, my family, mom and dad just love, you know, coming here and, you know, my, my mom is German and oh, okay. my dad's Norwegian, there but, you go. but it's the all, you know, mm-hmm. folksy stuff and the music. And we had lots of fun, uh, in those days just going out and then we'd go to the Ramada Inn afterwards and I would do a little, you know, show right. there and sing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and it was run by an old high school, uh, Right, teammate of mine. As quickly as you can tell us, how do you how did you celebrate your Super Bowls? What what do you what'd you do? Uh, well, the the one we won, we we uh, got in a car and drove to Las Vegas with the uh, friends of ours, <laughs> and then I get for a the car- sh- for the shows, huh? <laughs> for the for the shows, <laughs> the shows. Yes, uh, you know, like uh, oh the. Well, Siegfried and Roy, you know, the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, not, yeah. Not oh, those shows. I was on stage with Don Rickles and he made fun of me. So, <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I know. But, you know, I was a Super Bowl champion. It's like, I didn't care. Sure. But anyway, I got a, when I got there, I got a call that I could do, uh, they wanted me to go to 
Hollywood and do a, a, a Depp hair cream commercial. <laughs> and so, and they were going to, and they paid me $500. Oh, nice. know, big dog. And so my friend, uh, we took our car and he had to drive it back, but, uh, you know, all, you know, him and his wife alone. And then we flew on to there and, uh, they did it and they didn't even use depth. They just put this grease on to give the before and after look. And it was in Esquire magazine like one time. Oh, really? <laughs> and mm-hmm. so the Zero Club, you know, it's like, yeah, well, it's like, this is going to go anywhere. That, that nice. got you out of the nice. Zero Club, didn't it? Because you got, you got <laughs> no, publicity. It, no, it didn't because it only <laughs> uh, ran one time. Yeah. That's why it didn't get there. And then, and then going to training camp, uh, Bob and Jethro and George and I did a, Goodyear commercial and it was we we drove a sled of spears into tires and that was on you know Monday night football and that was only like two times they ran it and then it was over with because it was just a stupid we left so idea. much on the table but luckily <laughs> luckily living the dream on America's team yeah. yep really quick we end all the shows with the best day of your life no family no family stuff just what the best day was uh well it'll have to be Winning that Super Bowl after yeah. all those years, we—I mean, it was just—it was a relief, yeah. You know that we won it rather than you know instant, you know, deal. And then when we won the second one, it was like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, I know this. Great, Larry. Great. We've enjoyed this conversation. I know we left a lot on the table, but we're grateful for your time. Your yeah. incredible story. The book's fantastic. I need to thank Gloria Surratt for introducing Larry to me. Thank you, Gloria. She's an amazing woman, and we're yes, grateful that uh, we have her in common. Thank you to Captex Bank. Thank you, Captex Bank. Sponsor. Yes, thank you. Larry, Captex Bank's make all this happen, so we're well, grateful for those guys. Yeah, well, I like to do business with small banks. So Beautiful. All right. Thank them. you, Larry. Thanks Cole. for being here, Larry. Okay. You bet. <laughs> Thank you. You're done. Okay,